Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What's up, everyone? Happy Thursday. Welcome to the Denver Sports Betting Show here on 98.1 FM, Monday through Friday from 3 to 4 o'clock. I'm your host, Riggs Tamburo, joined today by co-host Bryson Owens. Bryson, my guy, how's this Thursday treating you? It's going really well, man. Got my background all done, so it's not so... Not so plain and boring like everyone else. Love I'm, it. I'm ready to go. I love it. Uh, Bryson's got that new Broncos logo behind him looking all fresh. Welcome to the Denver Sports <laughs> Betting Show. Yes, sir. Uh, you're, you're letting them know. You're letting them know, and I like it. Uh, hey, man, before we dive into anything, uh, I don't think we can go without talking about Deshaun Watson, 11-game mm. suspension, $5 million fine, supposed to go to charity, but he'll be back to play against his ex-team, the Texans. Bryson, what do you think of the 11-game suspension? Um, I'm excited for this hot take. Yeah, I'm still disappointed in the NFL. I was waiting for a, uh, an indefinite suspension with at least a minimum of a year. I was mm-hmm. expecting the fine. I'm okay with the fine. That's a massive hit on him. Obviously, he's making a ton of money signing mm-hmm. that big, um, fully guaranteed contract, the largest in NFL history. But $5 million is a massive fine, especially for a guy who's only making a million this year. So he's making, he's losing a ton of money compared to what he's making this year. So the fine, I don't really care about that. I would have, I just would have liked to see him suspended a bit longer. I would have liked Mm -hmm. to see him having to go through rehab. Like he's supposed to be going, he's supposed to also go through counseling, but I would have really liked it for him to like have to complete that step to prove to the NFL he's ready to come Mm -hmm. back to the league. That's the, that's what I was waiting for. So the 11 games, it's better than a six-game suspension, but I'm still a little bit disappointed in the NFL. Yeah, I was expecting one year, if I'm being quite frank. I, mm-hmm. I thought one year exactly. I didn't think any more. I didn't think any less. It just seemed like that's what, you know, Roger Goodell and the NFL were kind of shooting for. You know, you mentioned $5 million fine. It's kind of a lot of money. It, I don't feel bad for him. I don't oh, care. No. Um, he has plenty of it. He has, was it, two hundred and what is it, 30. Like 40 million, 230 million yeah. guaranteed. So I think he'll be okay donating $5 million to charity. Thank you for your donation, Mr. Watson. Right. Um, but it's just, it's so tough, man. Um, the only thing is, you know, if you're a Browns fan or if you have a Browns future put in, <laughs> this does affect some things because we were talking oh, yeah. about, you know, now they got to get another quarterback to do more than half the season. And then whoever it is, they don't want it to be someone who's, I don't know, I don't want to say too good, but who's going to give Watson a run for his money. So who do you think is going to be that guy for the first 11 weeks? I think they're going to try their best to get Jimmy Garoppolo. I think they're really going to try because they, this is a really good roster. The Cleveland Browns have, they have Mm -hmm. probably the best running back tandem in the NFL. They have a great defensive group of players with Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward, a lot of really good players on that side of the ball. They have one of the best mm-hmm. O-lines in football. They have a solid receiving receivers around the quarterback. So I think they really want to take advantage of this season while they can, while the Steelers are still exploring the quarterback situation, while the Ravens mm-hmm. and um, Lamar Jackson aren't 
on the same page right now. Things are a bit awkward there. And while the Bengals are writing that Super Bowl loss, there's usually a Super Bowl hangover that follows, especially the Mm -hmm. losing team. So I'm sure that this team would like to take advantage of all of those things while they can. And someone like Jimmy Garoppolo, who's going to be available, probably for a third-round pick, that's probably what I would imagine the Niners want for him at this point. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that they really want to take advantage and stay competitive this season. Jacoby Brissett, good enough for, Hmm. you know, that six games. I would have trusted Brissett for six games. 11 games, not as much. You can't risk going six and five, five and six in those 11 games. Do you think that if they get Jimmy G, they go seven and four or better? I think with Garoppolo on this roster, they can go seven and four at least. I think that's a good Mm. benchmark with Garoppolo. He's not – Garoppolo's nothing special, but I'm not the biggest Garoppolo fan. But wherever he goes, he wins games. He True. He was on two Super Bowl – or he was on a Super Bowl championship team with the Patriots. He won every start he did with them. He has taken the Niners to the Super Bowl, taken the Niners to the NFC championship game. He's he's a winner. And with a talented roster like Cleveland and a smart head coach like um, Stefanski – I think he gets them at least seven and four and keeping them competitive when Deshaun gets back. Seven and four would be phenomenal. If you ask me, if they are able to Mm -hmm. get that uh, start out of Jimmy Garoppolo, but we'll see if they can land Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, No news out yet, but I'm assuming if we hear about this, it might be in the next, what, 48, 72 hours. Yeah. That's what I would imagine. I I think they're, if they're going to make a move for Jimmy, it's going to happen by the end of this week because they're going to want to get him as much, as many reps as they can with this offense. All right, y'all. Well, keep an eye on that. Once again, Deshaun Watson, 11 game suspension, $5 million fine going to charity, but a little softer than a lot of us thought and might've been hoping for. But anyway, uh, moving on, we'll see what the Browns decide to do there with their quarterback spot a little bit open. Now Uh, let's jump over to the NFC South. Looking at the odds here, the bucks to win the division minus two fifty saints plus 310 Carolina Panthers nine to one and the Atlanta Falcons are 35 to one to win this division. Let me just say that's hilarious. Uh, they're out of four teams. You're 35 to one. That, that's yeah. kind of funny, but the disrespect um, Bryson looking at these, obviously we've covered the bucks. Uh, mm-hmm. We've covered the Falcons, but you got two more articles. We haven't covered that you, that are on uh, betting Denver guys. Give us a follow on Twitter at betting Denver give Bryson a follow at Bryson Owen 16 give me a follow at rig sports talk all of Bryson's articles are up there on his page they're on our page check them out get info on these teams you guys uh and you know what we're gonna do it right now for you so anything we don't cover make sure you go back and look but Bryson let's start with this Saints article Mm. So the Saints, obviously, Drew Brees gone last year. Now Sean Payton, head coach, is gone. Jameis yep. Winston is supposed to be filling the void. Before we get too far into the article, uh, do you like Jameis Winston, and do you think he's going to have a successful season this year for the Saints? I do like Jameis. I think he was their best option for this year. I don't think they were going to have the ability to go after one of these big-name quarterbacks that became available via the trade market. They didn't have a high enough draft pick. Well, actually, in the end, they could have gotten any quarterback they wanted, but I don't think this team was looking for a rookie quarterback because I think that they have enough talent on this team where a good veteran quarterback could take them a long ways. My only concern with Jameis is he saw a lot of success under Sean Payton where he was controlling the ball. Mm -hmm. He wasn't turning the ball over a ton. Sean Payton's gone now. Does that affect 
how Jameis plays is you go back to the Bucks, Jameis, where you became the first quarterback to ever throw 30 interceptions in a season. I, there's a strong chance that happens. And then it's just more a matter of his health um, more than anything else. He tore his ACL last year. He's already had an ankle injury this year in camp. Um, so I'm a bit concerned with that with Jameis. But if he can stay healthy mm-hmm. and play like the Jameis um, he was last year, the Saints have a really good chance to compete this year. And when you look at his weapons that he's going to have this year, all pro wide receiver Michael Thomas is returning, mm-hmm. is supposed to be coming back. Uh, obviously, if you're looking at fantasy boards and all that stuff, he has really fallen off. But do you think Michael Thomas uh, re-brings his presence to the league this year? Or do you think his stardom part of his career has come to an end? No, I think he's going to have a bit of a second coming for his career. I think mm-hmm. he's going to be very valuable for Jameis A more of like a safety net because he's not a deep threat. He's not a massive play receiver. He's just a catch here, catch there, seven yards, eight yards. He's just a really solid possession receiver. And to have just that safety net for a guy like Jameis where he doesn't have to look for the deep ball every play, he knows Michael Thomas is going to be open more often than not. It wasn't that long ago he led the league in receptions and was looking like the best receiver in football. So I think Mm -hmm. he's going to get back to that form. I think he's going to be very valuable for Jameis this year. And you also mentioned Landry in this article. I just kind of wanted to know who you think is going to be the Saints' top wide receiver this year. I think it's going to be Michael Thomas. I think Thomas is just – he's still that guy. Jarvis has fallen off a little bit in his career. Injuries, age, have taken a factor with that with Jarvis Landry. I think Jarvis is going to be a very good number two option. What's interesting is he's – almost the exact same type of receiver as Michael Thomas. Not a, not a burner, not a deep threat. He's not going to mm-hmm. make guys miss, but he's just going to get open and he's going to catch the ball when it's thrown to him. So I think having these type of receivers is really valuable for Jameis to just make smart plays because he knows that these guys are reliable. And you have the Saints finishing third mm. in the division. Are you sticking with that? I am. I'm just not – I'm not convinced with Dennis Allen as the head coach. I think Sean Payton has that effect on teams where even if the less talented rosters that he's had, they've overcome and overperformed their like to their names. I'm mm-hmm. not sure how Dennis Allen is going to do with this roster. There's a lot of injury concerns that um, pop up with this team. When you talk about Jameis, when you talk about Jarvis, uh, Michael Thomas, and Alvin Kamara, these are all stars on this team who have had a history of getting injured as of late. And I, that, that just scares me a little bit. The Panthers have gotten better. The Bucks are still the best team in that division, in my opinion. So I, sure. I, I'm a little bit skeptic on the Saints. If they stay healthy, I would not be surprised at all if they finish second. I just don't I, – I can't bank on them staying healthy. You're saying all the right things to make me say, yep, they're going to finish in third. Uh, but I'm with you. I think they finish in second. That, that's where mm-hmm. I am. I know I shouldn't say I'm with you. I'm a little bit against you. But <laughs> I'm with what you're saying, second or third. I don't see them finishing first, and I don't see them finishing yeah. fourth. So I think it's fair to say they're going to be middle ground. And then this stood out to me. You're selecting Jameis Winston at five and a half to one to win comeback player of the year over favorite Derrick Henry. Why is that? I just think that he's going to have – so Derrick Henry already has all those awards. I think the NFL's getting a little – people don't like voting for the same thing multiple times in a row. don't like voting for the same player to win awards too many um, times. I think Jameis is a cool comeback story. I think him being a Saint also helps the team. NFL loves the Saints when they're good. And if Jameis Winston can come back, 
play like he did last year, I think there's a strong chance of him winning that award because he's going to get the opportunity. He's going to get a chance to hopefully bring these Saints back to the playoffs if he gets that chance. Um, I think he was playing really good football last year. If he can just be Jameis of last year and not Bucks Jameis, I think he has a really good shot at winning this award. If he can be not Bucks Jameis, I really like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, guys, five and a half to one. Jump on that if you're with Bryson. I'm with Bryson on this. I like that a lot. And his wide receiver, Michael Thomas, is the fourth favorite at mm-hmm. eight to one to be comeback player of the year. So sounds like they're kind of expecting both guys to have a pretty big bounce back year. We will see. We'll be right back. Bryce and I are going to dive into this Panthers article, and then we're checking out some MLB. Do not go anywhere. We'll catch you on the other side. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Denver Sports Betting Show here on 98.1 FM. We are jumping into this Panthers article. Uh, just covered the Saints. This is the final team of the NFC South that we have to get to. Uh, before we get too far into this one, Bryson, rumor has it this morning, Baker Mayfield starting to impress, and he's looking like he's going to be the guy. Do you think yeah. he's going to take Sam Darnold's job for week one? I do. I think he is going to be the starter for week one. I think they've really liked him since he's come into camp. One thing about Baker Mayfield – A lot of people don't like his play on the field, his attitude, all that kind of stuff. No one can dispute the fact that he's a smart person. Everywhere he's gone, the coaches love the fact that he picks up offenses quickly. He knows the playbooks really well. He knows how to read a playbook really well. And so it's not a huge surprise that he's picked up this offense quickly and has impressed his coaches. And I think he is just far and away the better quarterback out of the two of them between him and Sam Mm -hmm. Darnold. I think he gives them their best chance to win um and i think he gives matt rule his best chance to keep his job so i i'm not surprised baker's the starter i think that's the right way to go if you're the panthers i think it's absolutely the right way to go if you're the panthers i'm with you i've never been a a baker basher if you would i've never Mm -hmm. been one of these guys who's like oh i can't deal with baker he's such a crybaby i'm like i don't know what you're looking at but Everybody comes at Baker, and Baker's not coming to anybody. He's like, man, I'm just trying to play football and get healthy yeah. uh, and be on a new team. And it seems like ever since he got to the Panthers, he's comfortable. He's having a mm-hmm. good time. He's not. We haven't seen any drama coming out about him. Uh, even last night, I saw a video of him helping um, one of the uh, that new. Is it Matt Corral? Is the new quarterback? Yeah, I think. So. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, giving Matt Corral pointers after practice, and everyone's just like, oh. Nobody wants to post about it because they don't want to say good things about Baker Mayfield. But mm-hmm. this is a good guy. He's a great leader. He really yep. is a phenomenal quarterback. Stop sleeping on him. Last year, he had half of a shoulder, half of a labrum. Yeah. Stop thinking the guy can't throw the football. He absolutely can. And that's why he's only been with the Panthers for, what, a couple of weeks now? And he's already yeah. about to take the starting job. So let's look over at a few of their special uh, – if you would, special guys, if you would. (laughs) Wide receiver DJ Moore, Mm. supposed to have a big year this year, kind of coming out as one of their top receivers in the past, been a lot more of a slept-on guy. And then running back Christian McCaffrey, finally back. Just want to know, when Christian is healthy, where do you put him as top running backs in the NFL? I think when he's healthy, he's easily top three. And when he's at his best, he might be the best running back in football because he's not Mm -hmm. just a running back. The thing that people forget, he's not going to be like Derrick Henry, um, Jonathan Taylor, where he's going to rush for almost 2,000 yards. He's going to get 30 carries a game. He's not that type of running back. But he's going – he's a 
when he's at his best, a 1,200, 1,300-yard rusher and mm -hmm. a 1,000-yard receiver. Like, he is a dual-threat monster that makes just life so much easier for whoever the quarterback is for the Panthers because you know you can give it to Christian McCaffrey out of the backfield. He's going to get you yards. You can throw it to him in the flat. You can give it to him on a screen pass. He's going to pick up yards. So when mm -hmm. McCaffrey's healthy, I really believe as a dual-threat running back, he is easily top three in the NFL. Yeah, I agree with you. Easily top three. You make a great case for the number one guy when he's healthy. I absolutely think he's a top two guy. If you say he's not, get out of here with that. Yeah. Uh, you must you, you must have just forgot who this guy is because he was hurt. So go watch some Christian McCaffrey film and tell me this guy <laughs> is not a top two, top three running back in the league. And then Bryson, looking at a few of these uh, season preview betting odds, Super Bowl, they're 130 mm. to one. 70 to one to win the conference nine to one to win the division. Do you think there's a chance that they can get the NFC South or are they just not in that conversation yet? Yeah. So I said in my article that I'm very, I'm very high on the Panthers. I think mm -hmm. they're going to be much better than they were last year. Um, but I'm, I'm not fool, foolish enough to take anything on that Super Bowl or conference odds. Mm -hmm. Those are just way too high. I don't think they're that good, but for the division, there's so much going on with the Bucs right now with Tom Brady. He's still not with the team. Who knows if Tom Brady's missing for an extended period of time, or we've talked about on the show, if he gets hurt, I think there's a strong chance with Baker Mayfield, Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, and a young emerging defense that I think there's mm -hmm. a strong chance they can win that division. I don't think there's, I don't think it's a bad idea at all to put a little bit down on that because it's going to either, if you put a little bit down on it, you're not losing much if you lose. But if, if things break their way, you could get a huge payout because of the, how um, high those odds are. Do you believe Baker Mayfield is a better quarterback than Jameis Winston? I do. I think he's a smarter quarterback than Jameis Winston. Jameis has the bigger arm. He may be a little bit more athletic. He's the bigger body than Baker Mayfield. But in my mm -hmm. opinion, Baker's proven more in this league in a shorter period of time. He's won a playoff game. Jameis yep. Winston – is the like we said earlier, first quarterback to throw 30 interceptions in a season. Baker Mayfield may throw interceptions, but he's not going to throw that many. I think that um, their offensive weapons pretty comparable to each other. Maybe the Panthers might have a little bit better if they're mm -hmm. all healthy, just because I like the explosiveness of this offense. Yep. Um, but I think Baker Mayfield is a better quarterback than Jameis Winston. They have the bet the second best quarterback in this division, in my opinion. I fully agree. I think that Baker Mayfield is, I don't want to say night and day because that's not fair, but mm -hmm. I think he's night and day better than Jameis Winston. If you were going to ask me, who do I want leading my team as a whole? Who do I want under center? It's Baker Mayfield. I'm sorry. I got nothing against Jameis. I think he's a good guy. I think mm -hmm. when he's on, he can be a phenomenal quarterback. He, he usually sees the field. Okay. But like you said, he throws too many interceptions. He yep. makes too many bad mistakes. Uh, and guys like Baker Mayfield, when healthy, are a force to be reckoned with. And I just can't say that about Jameis Winston. So one more thing about this article before we uh, move on to some MLB. You mentioned Christian McCaffrey at seven and a half to one for comeback mm -hmm. player of the year. But you also had Jameis Winston for comeback player I of did. the year. If you were going to tell people to only take one of them, which one would it be? It's really tough because – we mentioned in the last segment, I do like Jameis Winston's odds to win comeback player of the year. These are two very clear cut. It's going to come down to these two, um, in my opinion. And I think mm -hmm. the better value is with McCaffrey. 
because I think if he's healthy and he posts another thousand yard rushing, thousand yard receiving season, mm-hmm. and the Panthers are improved at plus seven fifty odds, I think that's a obviously it's um a bigger payout if you go with McCaffrey, and I mm-hmm. think he has just as good a shot as Jameis. So I like both of them. Can't go wrong with either player if you're going to bet on them. But if I had to pick one, it's probably going to be McCaffrey. Man, that 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 is just so tough. But I'm going to go mm-hmm. with McCaffrey as well. Uh, but hey, all right, let's move on. Let's get on to this baseball. Uh, guys, go check out those articles. Once again, follow us on Twitter at Betting Denver and give Bryson a follow there at Bryson Owen 16. Check out those articles. He's got all kinds of plays and other odds in there we didn't even cover. So make sure you check them out. Bryson, we finally lost a play of the day yesterday. Mm. We were on a six and one heater, but it's okay. It happens to the best of them. We had to lose eventually. We're not sweating it. We were one run off. We had the Rockies game over seven runs last night. They finished with six runs, but they left a ton of guys on base. What'd you think of the game? Um, And do you regret the play or do you think it was still the right move? No, I think it was still the right move. We had really good reasoning to go with the play of the day yesterday. Um, Mm -hmm. We, I don't think any of us were expecting Jordan Montgomery to pitch that gem that he pitched. One run given up in five and two thirds is a very good outing. Herman Marquez went way longer than I thought he was going to, especially giving up two early runs. So I'm a little shocked that it didn't play out the way it did. And like you mentioned, just too many runners left on base. I think I counted 37 in total out of the two teams. It's just way too many. We should have won that, especially with the way that the, these two teams have been playing offensively lately. Like we mentioned yesterday, four straight games with the over seven hitting. And yesterday, mm-hmm. just it didn't happen. It's yep. it's brutal. This is what we get for betting on the Rockies, though, I guess. Hey, it's okay. It's okay. We're not sweating it. We took the number one hitting team in baseball with the lowest total of the day. We came up one run short mm-hmm. with 30-plus base runners on. We can't be upset about it. It's all good. Let's jump over one other really exciting game last night. We have to touch mm. on, I'm sorry to our other co-host, Caesar Jones, because he missed a mega parlay due to this game. Yeah, but did. the Yankees versus the Rays last night got crazy, got wild. We were all on the Rays there at plus money. Thought, man, these Yankees have been cold in the Bronx. But the game goes to extras. The Rays score three in the top of the 10th. We, we think we got it locked up. And then all of a sudden, Rizzo cracks a grand slam walk-off in the bottom of the 10th. What'd you think of this? Um, and is this uh, is this going to kick the Yankees right back into shape? I think it's I think it's really good momentum, obviously, for the Yankees. It was an incredible game. Obviously, mm-hmm. when you go into extra innings, the game's already a very exciting, very high-paced game to begin with. Um, and the way that these teams played in extra innings was phenomenal. This Builds into my problem a little bit with the rules with the runners starting on second start extra innings. But that's neither here nor there. That's a topic for another time. Um, yeah. Both teams, both teams took advantage of it. Both teams did what they were supposed to do offensively. Neither team could pitch in those last two innings. Um, obviously brutal for the Rays to lose in that fashion. But it was mm-hmm. it was an exciting game. Hopefully for the Yankees' sake, it does build them back up to where they were a few months ago, where they looked like the best team in baseball, because. When they're on, they they have the star power and the just pitching to get a massive win streak going. So it's going to be interesting to see how this works. But it was an exciting game last night for sure. Yeah, and let's jump into the game tonight while we're talking about it. The Toronto Blue Jays 
taking on the Yankees there at Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. Barrios taking the mound for the Blue Jays, 5.61 ERA, 8-5 on the year. He draws Frankie Montaz, the ex-athletic, now Yankee, 9.0 ERA, 0-0 since becoming a Yankee. Toronto on the road here, plus 140 on the money line. Yankees, minus 150. Bryson, do you like the Bronx Bombers to get it done at home again? I do. I think they have the clear pitching matchup. Don't look at Montas's uh, record for this year. He was on one of the worst teams, if not the worst team in baseball for a lot of the season coming from the Oakland Athletics. His ERA is incredible. He's been very solid his last handful of starts. He had one hiccup where he gave up six runs a couple starts ago against what team was that against? Against the Cardinals. So he had one hiccup recently, but since other than that, it's been two runs or less a lot of his starts. And Jose Barrios has been probably one of the biggest disappointments on this Blue Jays team. He has not been very good for them. He's easily been their worst pitcher in this lineup. And so you've got a guy pitching really well for one team, a guy who's pitching really poorly for another team, and a team riding a ton of momentum on a walk-off grand slam from the night before. I think going with the Yankees is the is the smart move for um, tonight. The smart move indeed. I'm with you. I'm on the Yankees. Like you said, don't look at that 9.0 ERA little number that they got up right now. That does not define who this guy is as a Mm -hmm. pitcher. They picked up Montas for a reason and brought him to the New York Yankees. So he is due to deliver. I think he's going to deliver here today. And honestly, as much as I like the Yankees, this for me is more of a fate of Barrios. As you said, probably one of the biggest letdowns of, of their arms. And I just do not see the Blue Jays on the road taking down a Yankees team who right now, after last night, probably couldn't be feeling much better. Yeah, exactly. We'll see you guys. Good luck on that game. We'll be right back. We're getting joined by other co-host Caesar Jones, covering some Nuggets basketball and some soccer. Do not go anywhere. Yes, sir. We'll catch you in a few. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Denver Sports Betting Show here on 98.1 FM. Bryson and I are now joined by our other co-host, Caesar Jones. Caesar, how's your Thursday, man? Good to have you. It's all right. I mean, y'all saw that bet I lost yesterday, which hurt. But <laughs> we just talked about it. <laughs> yeah, we're we're going. We'll we're, we'll come back today. Hopefully, it's the same. But I should have walked like you told me. But get greedy. It's okay. Yeah. Caesar had a uh, Caesar had one dollar to make a little over. What was that? Six hundred baccarinis, something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And Giants oh, lost too. Hey, you live to see another day, man. Right back at it today. That's what we do. Uh, but before we get into any more odds at the moment. The NBA schedule has been released. Let's check out the Nuggets. Um, Let's just talk about three games that we're looking forward to. I'll go first with my favorite game that I'm looking forward to. They're a Christmas game against the Suns at home here in Denver, 8.30 p.m. Christmas night. If you don't have a big family or you're a very big sports person, you might want to jump on these tickets and grab them right now because I think that might be the best place to be on Christmas night, but Bryson, which uh, which game on the Nuggets schedule are you looking forward to most here? So first, I do. I'm really excited about the Christmas Day game because the Broncos also play on Christmas, and mm-hmm. funny enough, the Rams also play the on um, the Rams play the Broncos on Christmas. So the Walter Penner and Cronky family busy day for them. They've got everyone playing, um, so mm-hmm. that's going to be a really exciting day just for Denver sports in general. But my favorite game I'm looking forward to is the. January 28th game against the Philadelphia 76ers on mm-hmm. ABC. It's the, uh, the NBA is starting what they call rivalry week. Um, I think it's really interesting that they picked the 76ers with the nuggets for this game. 
obviously Embiid, Jokic, the two best centers in the NBA going head to head. That's going to be a really fun game. It's going to be on national television. Both teams are on two days of rest. So none of them are on a back to back, none of that kind of stuff. So I'm really excited about that game. That should be a fun one. I'm excited for that too. And Caesar Jones, which one are you looking forward to, my man? I'm looking forward to that first game versus OKC. I mean, I'm excited to see MPJ back and Jamal come back and see all the added pieces to this Nuggets team and see if Nuggets can finally get over that hurdle. But we'll see what happens, you know. And NBA's back, so can't fret about that. NBA's back. Can't be upset. Caesar got that jersey on. He's ready to go. Uh, I'm rocking my purple. I'm trying to bring some good vibes for the Rockies, but that Kobe. Uh, we will see. Y- yes, sir. Oh, we got yeah. that Kobe. That is nice looking, by the way, for Thanks, those sir. who can't see it. Uh, but, hey, guys, we're excited about the Nuggets, excited the schedule's out. Go check out tickets. Go check out the schedule. Maybe find a game or two you want to check out and get out and support our Denver Nuggets. Let's jump over to some soccer. Guys, our Colorado Rapids lost to the Whitecaps last night. But there is some more MLS soccer coming up tomorrow. One game, 8 p.m. We're not going to be able to talk about it tomorrow because we have a loaded UFC show. So let's do it today. The LA Galaxy taking on the Seattle Sounders. LA minus 115 on the money line. Seattle plus 250 Mm. and the draw plus 290. Caesar, I feel like it is very rare to see the Seattle Sounders plus 250. So what's the move in this game? Yeah, I mean, huge playoff implications. Galaxy riding a four-game home streak. Kind of a must-win for Galaxy, but they've lost four of their 11 at home. I mean, four of their last 11 are at home. And, you know, I think I'm going Sounders. I think it'll be low scoring, but... I think it's a must win for them, but a huge playoff implication. So I think I'm going to go Sounders or just a tie, but I mean, huge playoff implications for both teams, but I think Sounders experience will triumph in this game. So you're going to chase that plus money, whether it be the Seattle or the tie, or hey, you could take that Seattle Sounders win or tie. And I'm sure that play might even be uh, at plus money as well. So Bryson, are you with them or are you going with the LA Galaxy in this one? I'm actually going with the LA Galaxy in this game. These are two kind of legendary um, franchises that have had a bit of a rough patch this year. It's not been their year so far. Neither team playing stellar soccer right now. But the Galaxy did just get a big win over the Whitecaps 5-2. to two. Um, So I think they're just riding a little bit more, more momentum. I think they have just a slightly better team overall. So I know it's minus odds, but I, I'm just going with the favorite in this game for the win for, with the Galaxy. Yeah, it's tough not to go with the Galaxy in this position. Galaxy right now, number six in the Western Conference and Seattle Sounders, number 10. But like Caesar said, man, this team is getting disrespected. They're too good to be mm. plus 250. So I'm going to chase with you, Caesar. I'm going to go with the win or draw in this one and try my chances. But can't blame you, Bryson, and anybody who goes with the LA Galaxy uh, in this spot. Let's jump over to the English Premier League, Caesars League, (laughs) as I like to call it with his guys, Chelsea over there. Uh, Before we dive into any games or any picks here, Caesar, your guys, Chelsea, uh, they're sitting down there in seventh. They have four points so far. What do you think of Chelsea so far uh, just in the couple games we've seen? Yeah, they got robbed last week against your Spurs. You know, it was a tough game. I guess VAR doesn't work for Chelsea ever. Two goals that shouldn't have been goals. And, you know, that Contain Tuchel mashup at the end was amazing. You just got to get your popcorn ready like T.O. always had for the cha- 
for the uh, English Premier League. And I think Chelsea's just fine. We're right where we want to be. Sucks that Christian Pulisic wants to leave for Man U, though. But he mm-hmm. just Tuchel just doesn't want to play him since his Dortmund days. But I think we're totally fine through two games undefeated. Play Leeds this week should be a win. But, yeah, Chelsea's looking good. Yeah, and let's dive into that Chelsea versus Leeds game. Chelsea on this money line, minus 185. Leeds plus 500, and the yeah. draw plus 340. Caesar, your guy's minus 185. Are you going to just take the money line, or are you going to find a way to get a better, a better price tag on them? I think I can find a better price tag, maybe, you know, pair it with the UFC fight or something, but can't go against Chelsea in this one. They've beaten – leads five of the last six times i think chelsea win probably three zero or four zero handedly especially after that tough week last week i think chelsea wins this game handedly but yeah definitely try to pair it up with some to get some money out of it yeah i think chelsea might come out come come into this one a little bit angry uh goals flying a little bit i talked about them last week i said hey caesar my only problem with this chelsea team is they don't score enough goals for me. And you mentioned Christian, that would be big. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on with Chelsea, but um, I like your pick there. I understand it. Bryson, are you with him on Chelsea or is there some world where you're like, man, Leeds plus 500, give me that? No, I think I'm going to take Chelsea for all the reasons Caesar's been saying. I think mm-hmm. to find a better, um, to find better odds for this game, I might, what do you guys think of taking them and taking the under? in like a same game parlay thing, it's at two and a half goals. You guys have been mentioning how Chelsea's been struggling to score. Do you Could you guys see a 2-0 win and so you take Chelsea and the under? Caesar Jones, I will let you go first. No, I don't see it. I think Chelsea win probably 3 or 4-0 or even let Leeds, you know, scrape one in, maybe 4-1. But I'd probably stay away from that under two and a half. I like the over two and a half a lot better than that interesting you like the over and you think that they're you're that they're going to get there by themselves right yeah for sure easily because <laughs> mm, you could take both teams to score if you really like that mm-hmm. uh bryson seeing that it's plus 115 i like the under in this spot compared to the over at minus 140 um but in that case you're basically taking chelsea to win so i think if you're going to do that it's chelsea money line and under three and a half goals that way if chelsea okay. wins the game Three zero, two to one, something like that. You're good to go, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, for if, sure. if you if you tie one one, I guess you're screwed. You lose. If it goes two two, you lose. But I definitely think there's a way to get Chelsea at a better price, or like Caesar said, take a UFC fight, or take the very next soccer game we're going to talk about. There's a lot mm-hmm. of different ways uh, to get around that minus one eighty five. Good luck in that game, but we're going with Chelsea to get it done. One more game we got to look at over here in the English Premier League. The team that Caesar does not like, Tottenham, taking on the Wolves. Tottenham minus 255 on this money line. Wolves plus 700, and the draw is 4-1. to one. Caesar, is Tottenham worth it at minus 255? Uh, yeah, they're definitely worth it. I don't see him losing this game. Just for the same reason they gave for Chelsea. They're coming off a hot one, but they can't play down to Wolves. You know, Wolves is in there, what, at the 14th position, so – Yep. Spurs have four points and six goals on the board from two fixtures. That has to be promising for them. They haven't really used Richarlison the way they wanted to yet, but, you know, he'll start getting on the board with Harry Kane and whatnot. But I don't think Wolves have enough. I mean, they have that new signing in Mateus Nunes from Lisbon, but 
Mm -hmm. I think Tottenham wins this game handedly, probably 3-1, 4-1. I like that. I think they win handily as well. If you guys want to take them uh, on the spread, if you would, in soccer, you can lay minus one. And that way, if they win by exactly one goal, you just get your money back, play the push. It's really scary to take that, you know, minus 1.25 or minus mm -hmm. one and a half from the, from the Asian handicapping. So right. be careful. Uh, but kind of wanted to ask you, Bryson and Caesar, you as well. What do you guys think if this is our parlay piece for Tottenham money line, Chelsea money line plus 115? I really like that. That's that's probably where I would go with these two teams. I think both those teams are guaranteed to win or all but guaranteed to win. So I think if you get plus money on those two, um, I think that's a that's a steal of a bet for sure. All right, y'all. Well, why don't we lock that in? Tottenham money line, Chelsea money line, English Premier League parlay plus. 115. Good luck on that game. We'll be right back. Guys, Thursday is here. So Thursday night football is here. MLB slate and our top play of the day. Do not go anywhere. We'll catch you in a few. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Denver Sports Betting Show here on 98.1 FM Monday through Friday from 3 to 4 o'clock. We are jumping into this NFL preseason game and then giving you our entire laydown on the MLB slate. Looking at this game, it's tonight, 6 o'clock p.m., the Chicago Bears taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Bears come into this one on the spread, plus 3.5. Seahawks minus 3.5. The money line for the Chicago Bears, plus 155. And the Seahawks is minus 180. And the total on this game is now 39.5. Bryson Owens, which play in this game is just jumping off the board to you? So because of the Drew Locke not being able to play due to COVID – I think I really like the under in this game. I'm not, I don't have any faith in the Bears quarterbacks. You know, I, I'm curious to see how much Justin Fields plays, um, mm -hmm. see how much he can improve. He's not been exactly stellar in his first season as an NFL player and then wasn't great his last game, his last preseason game. So I'm curious to see how he plays, but with not stellar quarterback play, Geno Smith probably not going to play a ton. I think the under at 39 and a half is, is where I'm going to go with this game. Mm. I'm with you. I like that under 39 and a half. I saw it at 40 yesterday. So maybe uh, search around some sports books, see if you can find it at mm -hmm. 40 and not 39.5. If you like the under Caesar, uh, just on the total alone, do you like the under here? Or are you going over? Yeah, I like that under. And I think Bears get it done. I mean, they beat the Chiefs. How can you say Justin Fields played <laughs> bad when you beat the Chiefs? Come on, Bryson. You know better than Trevor that. Semyon threw two touchdowns. Justin Fields didn't throw a touchdown. That's true. But, yeah, I, I don't think it'll be a high-scoring game, and I think Bears get it done, though. All right. Are you going to go Bears plus the 155, or are you going to take the free uh, field goal and a half? Yeah, I think I'm going to go field goal and a half. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Bryson, uh, I know, obviously, you're not feeling the same way, so are you laying the three and a half with the Seattle Seahawks? I might. I might lay the three and a half with the Seattle Seahawks. I think that just the team itself is a little bit better. Geno Smith's at this point – more suited to win a preseason game than any of the other Bears quarterbacks. Um, I do think the Seahawks have just the better overall roster. I'm not a big fan of how the Bears have constructed their team this year. So I, I like the Seahawks at minus three and a half. Man, if I have to pick, I'm sorry, Bryson. I got to go with the three and a half and the Bears only because it's these preseason games. They all pretty yeah. much stay under 40 points. And if you're going to give me a half over a field goal, 
I'm going to have to jump on it. Now, let me just say, like if the line was two and a half, I would be on the other side. So going with the value uh, and a little bit more than a field goal with Caesar. But if you guys want to jump on it with Bryson, he makes a really good point for the Seattle Seahawks. Let's jump over to this MLB slate. Half the game's uh, you know, already off the board today, but half of them aren't. So let's dive in to a 5.05 p.m. game at PNC Park in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the Boston Red Sox taking on the Pittsburgh Pirates, Winchkowski, 4.69 <laughs> ERA, 5-5 five and five on the year. He gets Brubaker, 4.45 ERA, 2-10 and 10 on the year. Pittsburgh Pirates at home, plus 135. The Boston Red Sox on the road, minus 155. Caesar Jones, who do you like in this one? I'm going Red Sox. I mean, two last place teams, Sox winners of last five of six. What did Antonio Brown say? Put that on the Red Sox. So go, <laughs> go, go Red Sox. And uh, oh, sorry, man. Pittsburgh, but yeah, Red Sox are winning tonight. And uh, what's the uh, what's the name of that pitcher that you're going to ride with with the Red Sox? Winkowski. Yeah, 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 yeah. His name is. I can't say his name. It's so hard to say. Yeah, it's tough. Bryson. Uh, are you riding with him in the Red Sox, or do you think Brubaker and the Pirates get this done at home? No, I'm taking the Red Sox in this game. I'm also going to take them on the run line at plus money. They've beaten the Pirates by two or more runs in each of the last two games, so I don't have much faith in the Pirates just in general. I think the Red mm -hmm. Sox are playing much better baseball as of late, so I think the Red Sox at minus one and a half at plus money, I think that's the way I'm going to go for this game. I am going to fade you guys in this one. I'm going to go with Brubaker. I think uh, I think he's the better pitcher here. I don't trust either bullpen. I don't trust these bats. Mm. But, man, Brubaker, 4.45 ERA. It's just a touch better than what the Red Sox are delivering. And I know he's 2-10, but he's on a very bad baseball team. So, I think at plus money in the first five, the Pittsburgh Pirates got a chance in this one. But, hey, good luck with whatever side you choose to go with. Let's move over. Look at the Kansas City Royals taking on the Tampa Bay Rays. Tampa Bay, a heartbreaker last night in the Bronx. They lose 8-7 mm. to seven on the walk-off. Grand slam tonight, though. They are back home. Kansas City Royals on the road. Castillo taking the mound, 3.05 ERA, 0-0 zero zero on the year. Patino taking the mound for the Rays, 6.75 ERA, 0-1 oh on the year. Hey, their pitcher's got a 6.75 ERA, but they're minus 185 on the money line. Caesar, are the Rays rightfully favored, or is this line wrong? Yeah, I'm going run line. Rays minus one and a half. Tampa won four of their last Ooh. five by at least two runs. I don't, I don't see them slowing down against a bad Royals team. And if Rays let me down again, then they're making my Chris Jericho <laughs> list because I can't have that anymore. Yeah, guys. Once again, Caesar last night uh, got – gypped by those Yankees with that walk-off. He was feeling real good when it was 7-4, and uh, that changed quickly. So going to go with the Rays again tonight, though. I'm surprised you're putting your faith back in them. But, Bryson, are you putting your faith back in them? I am putting my faith back in the Rays. They're, they very easily should have won that game last night. I think they're playing really solid baseball lately. The Royals, it's hard to think about betting for them just because of who they are this year. They're not a very good team. Um and I know that that minus 185, minus 190, depending on your book, is a big number. But I may parlay that with the over in this game because I think both I think both teams are going to have bats flying today. Seven and a half is kind of small in my opinion. 
for how poor this the two pitching match this pitching matchup is. So I may mm-hmm. take that just to get a slightly better odds there. So you're gonna go same game parlay, two legger, raise money line, and the over, correct? Yes. Yep. All right, y'all jump on that. That's that at sense. plus money, plus 200, 225, uh, depending on your book. Good luck. I'm on the other side once again in this one. I'm on the dog. I'm on the Kansas City Royals on the road. 48 wins on the year. Guys, I'm sorry. There's a mistake with the pitching here. I just think Castillo delivers. I'm a little worried that I'm not going to get him for five innings, but I think at plus 160, I have to take my chances here after that collapse of the Tampa Bay Rays last night. But we will see. I also could see it being raised 10 to zero and they got a lot yeah. of anger to get out. So be careful on this game, but good luck. Let's jump over to a phenomenal pitching mm. matchup on the day. The New York Mets taking on the Atlanta Braves, Jake DeGrom taking the mound 1.62 ERA two and oh on the year. He draws max freed 2.6 ERA 10 and four on the year. Mets on the road, minus 125. Atlanta at home, plus 115. Caesar, who do you like here? Yeah, I'm going Braves. I think even Ooh. if, you know, DeGrom has a dominant game, you know what happens when DeGrom has a dominant game. Their bullpen usually gets mashed. So I think that'll happen tonight. Won't be different. DeGrom will be great, but I think Braves get this one. And Bryson, he mentions their bullpen might get mashed. So if you like the Mets, do you think the first five might be the move in this one? I do. I think the first five is where I'm going to go with this. And if you want to take this, I'm on a parlay streak today for some reason. But I like this (laughs) and the under, if you do seven and a half runs Mm -hmm. um, on that with the uh, Mets first five money line, you get plus 350 odds. I really like both of those um, to hit in that game. So I can totally see the Braves getting a late lead like Caesar is mentioning, but for the first five and the under in this game, I think that's where I'm going to go for this incredible pitching matchup. Yeah. Incredible pitching matchup. Get your popcorn ready, turn on your TV and tune in. It's going to be good. Um, hey, it sounds like we're pretty much all over the place. Liking these pitchers though, maybe leaning towards the under, but Caesar going Braves. Bryson and I going to go Mets in the first five on the money line. Let's jump over to the nightcap and our play of the day. The Washington Nationals taking on the Padres there at Petco Park in San Diego, California. Sanchez taking the mound for the Nationals 7.2 ERA, 0 and 5 on the season. Mm. He draws you, Darvish, 3.4 ERA, 10 and 6 on the year. The Nationals come into this one plus 325 on the money line. The Padres minus 375. Bryson Owens, what is the play of the day on this game? Our play of the day is the Padres total at over five with minus 120 odds. We think that the – we I don't trust, at least me personally, I don't trust the Nationals' bats at all. This Padres lineup is lethal. And I I can't take – I don't like the over for the whole game, but for the Padres mm-hmm. score over five runs, I think that's a lock to happen. All right, guys, so the Padres team total over five runs. Let us just say really quick, if you can only find it at five and a half, do not bet it. If you can find Mm -hmm. it at four and a half, a little bit worse odds, we like that. Uh, But try to find that solid five number. Get the most value. Caesar and Bryson, I appreciate y'all joining me today. We have a phenomenal football and UFC show for you tomorrow. 
Do not yes, miss sir. out. Good luck on those bets, and we'll see you tomorrow at 3 p.m. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.